the Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast and intended for mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Full content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello, and welcome back to the table. I'm Tom, the DM. <laughs> and joining me, as usual, of course, is JB as our gnome Deeks. Coogan as our dragonborn Esador. What up? And of course, Gaz as our human. Yo, Esador. yo! Nice. Lovely. Nice. Getting down with the kids. So, <laughs> as has become our custom, guys, uh, well, the last couple of weeks I've been asking you about facts, but I thought I'd go back to an old, an old favourite of ours, just asking you straight up questions about your characters. Just to uh, kind of like hone it in a little bit after getting facts such as my character is blue. Yeah. I mean, not incorrect, but. So, the question this week for you all What is your greatest fear? Your characters, just to point out your characters. I don't want to hear about how you guys yourself are scared of spiders or heights. It must have started when I was five years old. <laughs> blue people. <laughs> <laughs> The first time I felt blue. <laughs> All I can think of is the arrested development joke of I'm afraid I just blew myself and he's just walking through with ink exploded on him. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's start with you, Coogan, seeing as you were the first one to jokingly answer. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Why not start with me? Oh, I would say my biggest fear. At the moment, I would say it's King Titan, because I did basically abandon my post up there when the war, when the rebellion started. And um, yeah, let's say making an enemy of the king was not the smartest move to do, but I couldn't stay there any longer. I had to leave. And with someone as mad as King Titan... You're you're not going to get off easy, I'm afraid. That's fair. That's that's quite understandable. Would it be fair to say? Are you, are you scared of King Titan himself or the power that he commands? The fact that he can send wave after wave of mercenaries and his own army after you? Was it the king oh, himself? Definitely. Oh, not the king himself. No, he can go fuck himself. Um, it's the power that he holds. You see. Um, give me a minute while I remember where he's from. Terrible. Erebor. Well, Erebor is a very big and wealthy city. It's got many uh, mines, um, fields that just fill up the complete continent nearly, just making a shitload of money in that place. Um, and the power it holds over its people is, is nothing that I've never seen before. I mean, they all follow, basically, the Mad Titan. That's fair. That's fair. And it's certainly not going to result in the DM furiously scrolling down those details about Erebor, a country that you guys have not visited yet. <laughs> Next up, JB. How about Deeks? What's Deeks's greatest fear? Um, I'd probably say Deeks's greatest fear would be for somebody to burn down the forests. Forest is something he holds dearly to himself, and 
Um, I don't know if you go as far as saying that he would, or he does regularly think about that. That's where that would happen. But forest fires are are, are something he fears a lot. Um, kind of like an innate fear. Yeah, because not only is it catastrophic for the wildlife around there, but it's also catastrophic for his own kind, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of forest gnomes obviously live in the forests. And forest fires in, in warm weather are a common thing. Um, it's very true. That's very true. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's worrying. Is it is it all forest fires or is it specifically the forest of Belitus that worries yeah, well, him? Or is it... That would be the worst case scenario, mm. but any any forests, you know, because the uh, the gnomes they, they love their animals, don't they? They do, they do. Absolutely love them. So, uh, and trees, they need the trees, they need everything to live. Of course, that all makes sense. Yeah, if, imagine if there was no forests, there'd be no forest gnomes. No, they'd just be gnomes. Just be gnomes. Plain gnomes. <laughs> Nobody wants just a plain gnome. <laughs> no. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. No, that all makes that all makes a lot of sense, actually, for Deeks. That all does make a lot of sense. And finally, Isidore, what would you say your greatest fear is? Well, it would have to be one that I have actually experienced for some time, and that's be a prisoner in my own mind. That's fair. Is that to do with Jack, or is that Indeed. when you were held prisoner? In- so is it worse for you to be a prisoner in your own mind when Jack takes over, or is it worse to be a physical prisoner for the cult? Oh, physical prisoner. That's chump. That's chump change for me. It's the being trapped in your own mind. Because you can see things, you see. You can feel things. You witness things. Terrible sometimes. And you're powerless to do nothing. It's quite a horrific experience, I can tell you. When you know you have no control, it takes you down some dark roads. I can imagine. That does genuinely sound quite horrific, actually. Like, honestly, that sounds quite horrific. So that's understandable. Luckily, with my me and my trinket and uh, strong will, I can keep it fended off. <laughs> Again, not the DM desperately trying to remember what the status of that trinket was, but I think it's on your person at the moment, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Makes well, sense. Uh, books. Yeah. Okay, guys, so the last time that we saw you all, you were just leaving Amrius Reap's mansion after he had explained what he was now doing um, for Valar, how he was going to help you guys out on your search for the plinths. Um, And in addition, you guys told him how Gregor and Deeks were being hunted by the town guards after the explosion that had happened at the town gates um, the previous day. As a way of kind of like trying to exonerate your name, Anrius gave you a letter to go give to Lord Solis, and he recommended that you kind of, yeah, you, you sort out your names, you clear your names as fast as possible. So after leaving the mansion, you all kind of kind of crept around the festival that was going on as large processions of crowds and fairs and stuff were happening through the residential area. 
some slightly more successful than others with Ezador ended up in a couple of conversations with some festival goers. However, once you managed to reach the hold of Lord Solis, you made your way in. And unfortunately, you did have to wait for a little while as he was already locked in deep conversation with a Corvarian bone crusher, a man that Ezidor quickly realised had the same initials as the uh, potential blackmailer for Toby Newden. After... I'm guessing you forgot about that, Gaz. I've just remembered where we are now. Yeah. 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 I hope you remember quickly because we're jumping straight into that when, when this is finished. Yeah, I just, yep, I remember. <laughs> I just remembered exactly where we are. Whilst you were waiting for uh, Corvarian to stop his talk with Lord Solis, you overheard how um, he was basically stating that outside factors, outside people, were quite the threat to Salt Harbour and that the gates needed locking down. You needed to, Lord Solis needed to essentially stop so many people coming in and out of Salt Harbour, which obviously, as a port town, is completely unfeasible and quite stupid. After he left storming off angrily in the late, late afternoon, the three of you approached Lord Solus, and Lord Solus, overjoyed at once again seeing Gregor, who he believed had helped slay a dragon. Not not quite correct, but you know, the mid's still dead in the end anyway, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, it hurt to say that. It hurt. It does. It does. Um, after explaining the situation to Lord Solus, though, um, as to why Rag and Ivok took me a second. There's been quite a few sessions, guys, since we've had your old characters, so forgive me on that one. He explained why Rag and Ivok were no longer present, and uh, upon Lord Solus's suggestion, um, Gregor accepted Ezidor and Deeks being inducted into the Solomonari, updating kind of like your hero profile, I guess. Additionally, you presented the letter to Lord Solus from Amrius Reap, a letter that simply read, My bad. A letter which seemingly exonerated you guys after paying off a relatively large fine. Um, additionally, Lord Solis explained a little bit about Corvirian, about how he was the quartermaster for the town's guards, and how he seemed to have a couple of ideas above his station, thinking that he could actually, you know, run the security of the place rather than just doing what a quartermaster does, which is provide the weapons and keep track of the inventory. Nonetheless, with your names finally, finally cleared, Apart from still Gregor with his uh, involvement with the arena fire, but we won't mention that for now. You, uh, tangentially, you were involved in that. They wanted to question you because you were seen with the one person who everyone thinks burnt down the arena. A person who is now dead. Mm. I'm a person of interest. You're a person of interest, yeah. You're not really a suspect, they're just kind of... I think they want to see what you know. But nonetheless, you didn't raise that with Lord Solis for probably quite obvious reasons. Um, and you guys exited again. On the way back down, uh, back down the hill, back down to Salt Harbour itself, Isidore realised that those initials, those initials meant something for Earth Corvarian Bone Crushers. So the three of you decided to tail him. Seeing as night finally started to set, and there was a mass meal happening in the commercial area of Salt Harbour, you tailed Corvirian until he found himself at the Painful Squid, a the tavern where uh, Sailor Twift's legendary performance was about to take way. With Corvirian entering into the tavern, 
The three of you devised a plan. Deeks being the smallest would infiltrate into the crowd. He would find Corvarian and he would tail him, essentially leading him back to you guys. However, Deeks, you were not quite prepared for how raucous and rowdy the crowd were, being booted all over the place before finally being booted onto the stage, right in front of Sailor Twift as he continued serenading the crowd. It's a you fucking nightmare. Deeks, once you found yourself on the stage in front of Sailor Twift, yeah, you found it a bit of a nightmare to behold, trying to uh, dance along to the music. You had a spot of bad luck as your pants fell down. It's really not being a very dignified day for you so far this festival. Um, you then tried to crowd surf, understandably wanting to get to the bar where Corvirian was a good idea, if not for the crowd kind of parting as you jumped on them. As the as the concert continued in full swing, you again tried to make your way back and once again found yourself sailing through the air as someone else kicked you. However, this time you managed to grab onto the chandelier as it rocked. The chandelier probably snapped, however, sending you plummeted into the ground. Thinking quickly, though, you stretched out your hat and you floated gently to the entrance as Gregor and Ezador, having grown concerned of not hearing anything or even seeing you for quite some time, entered into the tavern. The three of you kind of scoped out the scene for a little bit longer until the concert itself finished, and as all of the patrons started failing out, along with Sailor himself, um, you spotted Corvarian walking from the Baneful Squid all the way to the kind of railings overlooking the harbour. At this point, you all kind of approached him, kind of boxing him in from the sides and behind. You started asking quite personal questions about the uh, blackmailing attempt. Thinking that you'd finally got him cornered and that he'd run out of excuses, you asked him about the initials KB, and I believe he said that that might be to do with a uh, another guard, a Carl something. I may have forgotten the last name of that one. Um, nonetheless, that doesn't matter. Seeing as Ezador, remembering his special gift from Cyric, used his chaos charm on on Convi- uh, on Corvarian. Corvarian was all too easy to fall under his spell. And that is where we uh that is kind of where we catch up with you guys. Yeah, so we join you guys now as you've just asked the uh, question to Corvarian. Ezador, you kind of use your little chaos charm on him and his eyes glaze over. Kind of tilts his head to the side. His mouth gapes slightly. Ready for another question. Will allow us to accompany you and help you. Roll persuasion with advantage. Y'all stood... You, all three of you are kind of still stood surrounding him on the railings. I believe that you were stood to one side, Ezador was the other, and Deeks was blocking him from behind. Uh, 20. Not yes, yeah. 20. And at 20, I... I don't even need to roll for uh, for his insight one. on that. Hey, no, oh, I, I believe that, you on this. That looks like an 8. <laughs> yeah, a natural 8. <laughs> he kind of, his head still lolling to the side, just kind of Pulls it back up. Alright. I was just gonna, uh. I was just gonna go back to the, uh. the barracks. 
If you three want to accompany back, then citizens, I don't see any problem with that at all. Yes, and we'll go and question this Kyle fella that you mentioned. As he starts walking, oh yeah, Kyle doesn't exist. It was a ruse. As he's really? walking. As it all, you must tell him that uh, uh, once we arrive that uh, uh, we, we are with him and uh, Deets, I'm not sure we need to go to the barracks oh, at the moment. No, not at all. Oh, we're not going with him? I thought this is, that's why we were going. We may. I'm going to say it quietly so you don't hear, um, Corvirian. Yeah. But, uh, we may have our culprit right here. Same initials, he just lied about another call. The person bribing. Yes, yes, yes. I thought he was shop. at the barracks. Take him to the shop. Has anybody got a pet there at the parchment? Yes. Yes. Could I, could I yes. just borrow that a second? Yes, of course. I'll hand it over. Just to point out, Corvirian is still walking and he is around about 12 foot away now. He's gone Corvirian. off the path. Corvirian, He's Corvirian. There. Could I just, could yes. I just show it? I just like, just, I, I, I have troubles. Like, could I get you to spell your name on here? Persuasion with advantage. Because it's a bit of an odd request. Remember, with your chaos, I was gonna say, with your chaos child. Remember, you you can persuade them a lot easier, but you're still having to persuade them. Oh but, my god, I am not kidding. Another nat twenty, or is that that one? I'm not kidding you. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Look. I'm not gonna. Look. He kind of as he's walking and he's about to get onto the main road, um, kind of like on the dirt path where the oh the cobbled path where all the tables are still set out and people are just kind of looking up watching in awe as fireworks are exploding just half, foot half in the air puts it down and just kind of almost robotically turns and walks back to you what's that you needed a uh, you need yes, my... I, oh, I just need you to write your name because it's awfully difficult but i'll tell you why he just kind of like reaches out grabs the paper and the quill and just robotically scrolls his name on it Right, while I'm doing that, can I get the that ransom, the ransom note? Please? Yes, you've still got quite a few of them. Cool, yeah. Can I compare the handwriting? So, as you're looking, you can see, again, the spelling on this uh, ransom note is not that great. There's not tons of letters that actually match up to Garvarian Bone Crusher. However, the initials K and B, the K for K, Corvirian match that K, and the B for Bone Crusher match the B on the letter. Perfectly. Get him! <laughs> Get him! Uh, well, like, this, he looks a bit shocked yeah, for a second. I'm looking around. Any guards or anything like that? Oh. I'm going to need you to roll me a perception with that. Anyone else can also roll perception. Gregor, bear in mind if you roll perception, it's with disadvantage. Yeah, if he said that, I will roll. Yeah. Nah, I'm just gonna keep looking at him. He'll actually a bit confused, like, when you say get him. Yeah, Corvirian also looks confused after, you know, just writing his name for this man who's very convincing towards him and just hearing the threat of physical violence. He takes a step back and you see him reach backwards for something. And when I see him do that, I go, <coughs> flabby, flabby, oh, what's a flab? 
What did you guys roll for spotting the gerbs? Forget about mine. Oh was no, Josh, one? don't say that. JB. <laughs> JB, don't say that. Oh, me, yeah, JB, yeah. Uh. Yeah, sorry, JB, you're going to have to tell us what you got when you announce that you're going to roll for something. I got a four. I thought, okay, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. I was half expecting an actual one from you. I know, I know. I'd have told you if it was an actual one. Fair. How about you, Ezador? What did you get? Seven. It's a bit too dark, and all the fireworks that are flashing, they kind of screw with your eyes a bit. There's a lot of people stood around, and there's a lot of people sat down. But because of how dark it is, they've kind of taken off all the lanterns. They've dimmed all the lanterns down, so that the fireworks that are exploding above you are much more vibrant. So you can't really tell. Right. There are That's people right. around, though. That much is clear. Right, I'm just going to casually walk around to the other side of him. Do you know where you two live? So I'm on the opposite side to where these two are. So I'm stopping him going to the barracks. And I'm just going to be like looking at these two and go. <laughs> oh, oh. Roll me a stealth check then, Ezador, please, because he's already alerted. And whilst he's under your thrall for the Chaos Charm, that doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. It just means he's more susceptible to your commands. Oh, yeah, no. Well, what I was thinking was I've just walked behind him, so I'm now behind him. And it, I, it's just like, obviously, while he's looking away, I'm signalling to them to... <laughs> okay, rather than, rather than stealth, roll me dex then, please. Can I, in the process, um, I'm going to whisper back to, to Ezador, alive? <laughs> uh, Gregor, this this has to be you. He doesn't hear this. The Gregor? No, yeah, no, I no. Hear... Uh, Corvary doesn't hear you two whispering because if 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 Deeks is stood, actually, there's a point. Deeks has already stood behind him. Yeah. As he's taken a step backwards, he's kind of walked into Deeks slightly. Uh, dexterity, sorry. Uh, uh, you can, sorry, you can cancel that roll, Ezador, because Deeks is stood behind him already. Unless you also want to stand behind him. So the way it was well, is that... Sorry, just to explain, the way it was, he was there. Uh, oh, wait, no, sorry. Ignore me. Um, he was stood so that you threw a surrounding, and then after you'd started discussing stuff with him, he started to walk towards the barracks up here, and then... Ezador stopped him around about here. So yeah, um, Ezador, dexterity, please. Oh right, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, that was that was my bad. That's fine then. Um, Fourteen. Fourteen. Deeks, what were you trying to do? If so, Ezador has just said alive to me. So I'm going. I'm. Is he stood in front of me? You said. Yes. So he's. He is stood in front of you, and Ezador with that roll, you you kind of get behind him, but he's also kind of still half-turned with his hand going towards his back, so you can't fully get directly behind him. It's kind of like a three-quarters stance. Where am I? Oh, good. You're also stood in front of him. Am I also stood? Okay. Um, I'm going to... Weave around his legs then with my rope of entanglement. I know it's not going to have any magical properties, 
but I'll just use the rope as a standard rope and weave around his legs. If I can get through his legs, if his legs are apart in any way, mm. I'll weave in and in between his legs and around and I'll I'll try and wrap his legs tight shut. And then shout of Gregor. Gregor, help! Yeah, as he's Gregor, doing that, help! I start what I start walking very like fast towards him and I pull out my sunblade that also has a silver yeah, it's got it's kind of like, it's got this knuckle duster and the blade on it. Yeah. Okay, so deep. I've got to grab his hands. <laughs> okay, let's do this in the order that people said. Yeah, do it in the order, but I'm grabbing his hands while he's yeah. walking towards him. Deep, deeks are only decks. Three. Deke, so you kind of try to run between his legs and you run directly into one of the legs, bounce back on your ass. Just like a bunk bunk. As you're doing that, Gregor, roll me intimidation, please. Thirteen. So as Deeks kind of bounces back, he lands next to you as you're walking forward and you pull out your sunblade. The blade itself not igniting, but to Corvarian it kind of just looks like you pulled out a set of knuckle dusters. As he looks at you, he just kind of tilts his head. You won't be the first to try it with knuckle dusters on me. As he's distracted though, Ezidore, roll me... You were trying to grab his hands, weren't you? Yeah, behind his back to the was. I need to, so, check it. me a straight up strength check. Because this is a. Roll it with disadvantage, actually, because this is a big orc. He's an orc. You're going to find it difficult to ho- to restrain an orc. Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, the strength. Uh, yes, please. 16, 17. 17, I'll roll his strength against. As you grab his arms, you feel a bit of resistance pulling back. Kind of like um, you know, like when you use those weight machines at the gym, where you kind of go up, you kind of like do your delts or whatever it is. Um, you feel that, but you're able to push it back behind his back quite easily. What the hell is this? As, it, as uh, he says about the, oh, I've, I've had the, like knuckle dusters before. I just look at him and then hold the blade up to his throat and just look at him straight in the eyes and go, "It's more than knuckle dusters." Roll me another intimidation, please. Now I'm going to try and wrap his legs again. Roll me a dex again. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, I'll. Again, roll. Uh... He matches. So... We say attacker wins for matching. So I'm not quite sure what that means in terms of intimidation. I would think that means that you win, but only just. So as you're kind of like pressing it against, he's still quite defiant, but... What is it that you want? I'm sure we can talk about this. Okay. We're gonna have a conversation about this. But I think we need to go somewhere first. I think we need to go to the shop. Just kind of laughs. <laughs> That's not gonna be open at this time. Ah! It will be for us, my friend. And then I'm gonna 
Do you, know, uh, do you know what good for you? They're just going to let Deeks tie that little rope around your feet. If he ties the rope around my feet, I ain't going to be able to walk, am I? The three of you think you can lift me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right, Deeks, oh, move around to his arms then, yeah. yeah. Romeus. Sorry, gun. We're going to hog tie this bitch. <laughs> Roll me a sleight of hand if you're trying to tie his arms, please. Eleven. Am I assisting? Roll with advantage, because he's holding his arms straight. Twelve. <laughs> you go, Josh. <laughs> JB, what did you get, sorry, for your advantage? 12. 12. Okay. As you're tying the rope around, he just kind of flexes outwards. Ezidor, roll me a strength save, please. As the rope slip it... off as he's pulling outwards. Is he making it difficult? He's pretty much almost snapping these ropes. Um, I might, <laughs> I might follow, I might follow it up then with. If you don't let me tie your hands, I'm going to take this small knife, and I'm going to cut the back of your tendons. All right, as you're saying that, Ezidor, what did you get? That one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is going to go a direction. Started off so well as well. Two twenty. to back me up there. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what you should have done, but I know what you should have done. Nonetheless, uh, as you're uh, trying to say this to him, Deeks, and he's kind of flexing against Ezador, Ezador and uh, the knife is pressed towards him, you just say, <laughs> Gregor, roll me a dex save, please. Do I not get any you, um, you get an attempt of an intimidation for that? No, at this point, because this is directly leading off of your first thing. And he's not listening anymore. Especially after that natural one. Sorry, what was that? A dex saving? A dex save, please. Yeah, 17. sorry, Deke, something is happening at this moment in time. 17. As he's kind of like stretching his arms and Ezidor, your arms are thrown backwards. Deeks, your fret falls on deaf ears. Gregor, you can hear the breathing getting harder and harder. You can almost see steam starting to rise out of his mouth. His eyes squint downwards so that they're only kind of like small little pinpricks of red. In a split second, he whips his head back and headbutts you as hard as he can as he enters a rage. And you take six points of damage. Roll, intimid uh, roll intimidation. Roll initiative, please. We just got into a fight in the middle of a festival. You <laughs> did. <with> the card. <laughs> Maybe I should have just persuaded him to come. You roll your initiative bonus as well, Coogan. Fifteen. Fifteen. Right. Hang on one second. I just need to get. 
something loaded quickly. It's bloody magic either. Mm-hmm. The worst place for a wizard to get in a fight. I know, Salt Harbor is no place for a wizard. <laughs> no. Oh my god. <laughs> A fellow be so useless with his character so far. It's just like, I guess I can't do anything. There are ways for Deeks to use magic in Salt Harbor, you've just not got them. No, I know. Just don't have time. No, that's fair. Um, so, what did you get Coogan again? Sorry, 13? 15? 15. Ezidor, what did you get? 17. 17? Okay. Mm. And Deeks, how about you? Um, 12. 12. All right, well, order of combat is Ezidor, Deeks, uh, sorry, Ezidor, Gregor, Deeks, and then Corvirian. All right, all right. Yeah, after I see him rage, I just go, remember, we need him alive. I'm... Okay, well, Ezidor, with you, with you rolling the highest, you're first. Uh, okay, I am going to do foreknowledge, I think. Okay, how does that work? Uh, I point my finger at target in range. Your magic grants you a brief insight into the target's defences. On your next turn, you gain advantage on your first attack roll against the target. Okay, so how are you? how are you doing this then? How are you... And also, does that count as magic? Is it a spell slot? Oh, it's cantrip. I'm afraid I'm going to have to class that yeah. as magic. God. Yeah. Sorry. Is. If it's innately magical, like Gregor's electric breath, so it's a characteristic that that race has, that doesn't get stopped. But if it's something you've learned, such as magic, unfortunately that does, I'm afraid. Uh, right. I'm going to. I, I'm going to punch him in the face. All right. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to crack him with my weapon. My short sword. That's what I have. Short yeah. sword. Back handle. Back of the head. <laughs> Uh, roll me it with advantage then, because yeah, you are behind him. Uh, what am I rolling? Sorry. You just a straight up uh, attack. So oh, I'm it's just normal minutes. It'll be your strength modifier. Oh, strength eighteen. So twenty. Oh, no. That hits. So your damage for that, I believe, is your strength modifier? Let me just double check. The hilt or the weapon with it. Oh, you're doing it with the hilt. Well, um, yeah, because I don't want to stab him in the head. <laughs> okay, what, what, um... Yeah, just roll your normal damage then, sorry. Oh, so they bludgeon or anything on it, is it? That's just the type of damage. Oh, so we'll, cha we'll, we'll, cha we'll change it from piercing to blunt damage. But yeah, right, just so do your... I rolled a 12. 
You got a D12 of damage for your short sword. Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> That's okay. What did you get? Six. Six. Okay. So yeah, as he's kind of starting to rage out and starting to breathe heavily, <laughs> you raise your short sword up and you twat him in the back of the head with it, making a heavy pump <laughs> as it deals six points of damage. He kind of staggers forward. <laughs> you seem to just be making him angry. Uh, can I use my... Oh, uh, that's next to chat should be going. Sorry, it's been a while since we had a fight, hasn't it? Mm. I don't know if you have any bonus attacks. I'm fairly sure you don't, as it unfortunately. No, I have to be shifted. Alright, I've uh, got a bonus one, like, ready defence. I mean, unless you've got the action ready defence, you can't. There's no inherent nope. bonus actions unless you've got an action that says it's a bonus action, I'm afraid. Yeah, no. I'm not used to fighting just as Ezra. Um, that's fair. Yeah, no. That's it, man. Just, In which case, Greg, I'll work up to you. How close am I to this player? About two or three foot. Oh, okay. So You're literally right. within grabbing distance. There's another <laughs> firework explodes above you. I'm just gonna, just with my knuckle dusters, I'm just gonna go like whack straight in the chin. Roll to attack? Knock his head. Mm, sorry, I cut you off there. Um, do I do this from the actual sunbreak? Uh, I gave you the stats for Sunblade for its knuckle duster properties and whatnot. Sorry, I'm just trying to look for it. Sorry? I know I gave you the stats for it at some point because you had it done. Um, let me just check something. 1d4 bludgeoning. Plus your, yeah, plus your unarmed attack. So your unarmed attack is your strength bonus plus one. So it'd be 1d4 plus three. Uh, no, sorry. 1d4 plus your strength modifier plus one. So whatever your strength modifier is. Okay, so yeah, roll to hit, Gregor. Uh, that is a 23. That definitely hits as you, as, as, uh, yeah, as he's headbutted you, your head kind of goes back, you take a half step back, you plant your foot down and you swing upwards, connecting directly underneath his jaw. You hear a sickening, <laughs> as you... 1d4. 1d4. Natural 4. And then add your strength modifier. That'll be 8. 
You've got a plus eight. Oh, no, no plus, sorry, four. plus four. Yeah, so and then add one together. to it. So that's nine oh. in total. Nine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you hear a second as his head juts back. You can see that he's kind of bit into his lips and blood starts trickling down. He whips his head forward and just a big grin appears as this jagged mouth is kind of oozing blood now. Okay, Deeks. Your yeah, turn. can I can I spend an action to uh, put this rope into? Um, right, it's called a lasso, isn't it? A lasso. A lasso. That's it. Yeah, it's a form of lasso. So I want to tie the the knot to make a ring around, so I can try and lasso him. All right, I'm not going to even. If I need as... an action for that, I'm not even going to. I'm going to let you have that as a bonus action because I like <laughs> that. Roll me a sleight of hand though to do it, please. Eighteen. Yeah. So as Gregor hits him upwards, and you hear the sickening crack, you can hear quite a few people around you starting to witness the commotion. There's a couple of screaming. There's enough fire. But you're not paying attention, Dix, as the last guy is lighting up above you, casting you in a yellow light. You're tying this little rope together, and you make a lasso. Nice. Is that my action, or can I can I spend you can, to use it? You can use an action to use it. Could I move and make an action? I'm not going to allow that, I'm afraid. All right, okay. How far am I away from um, either Gregor or Ezidor in regards okay. to feet? So, in terms of feet, all of you are kind of like... Within five foot of each other. Colvirin is kind of like in the centre and you're all to the sides of him. Alright, uh, I'm just going to try and go for a lasso around his neck then. Roll lasso. me. Lasso, lasso, lasso. Lasso, lasso. I, I, I can just call it a lasso. Lasso. Uh, lasso. Lasso. Uh, roll <laughs> me a. Oh, what would this be for this? Athletic. Um, acrobatics. Is that just because you're really good at acrobatics? No, no, I'm, I'm terrible at <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no. Acrobatics is kind of like um, um, balancing an acrobatic stunts. Um, I would think Dex. Yeah, Romeo Dex for this. You have to say a lot so, of all the. Sorry, go on. Ah. Go on. Thirteen. I was just going to say, I have to say, all of the kind of like additional skills that you get in this, not a lot of it is great for combat. Stuff out yeah. of combat. Uh, 13, you say? Yeah. With a natural 20. Mm. <laughs> As you chuck it around, it kind of like hooks onto one of his teeth and just <clears throat> chomps down and splits the rope. Oh. Oh, Sorry. It was a nice idea, and I wish that I'd have worked. That would have been grand. However, having been uppercutted by Gregor, he pulls his arm back and, with a quick jab forward, goes to jab um, Gregor in the stomach. I'm just going to, uh, just to prove to you guys that I've done this two times in a row, I have done a gas. Probably going to edit this part down a little bit, but... Uh, just to let you guys know that was the second that 20. Yeah, I thought it happens. happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should always know that when when I start going, hang on a second, let me just do this so you know I'm not fucking around. Oh, 
That should probably come through in Discord in a second. I don't know. That's a 20. That's a 20. If that's the dice you roll. You saw my hands, Gaz. That's no, there's a lot of dice down there. There's tons of dice down there, yes. <laughs> but generally, I use my nice green one. I believe um, you, but after taking this crack, he swings his head down and grins. Sudden jab into Gregor. Gregor, you take six points of damage as you get hit directly in the stomach. You feel your feet lift up slightly. I thought it'd be worse than that, to be honest. Yeah, his strength is not amazing, to be quite honest. Um, despite being a big old orc, his modifier is not great. And then he kind of whips his head backwards for kind of like a reverse headbutt as he takes his second attack. Oh, sorry. Eight points of damage. Not six, Gregor. Yeah, I forgot his raging. Does a 20 hit as a door, not natural? Certainly does. In which case, then, as he whips his head back at Ezidor, you're kind of caught unaware after having clocked him, seeing Gregor twat him, and then him punch back, whips his head back in a wild frenzy, and clocks you right on the nose, dealing eight more points of damage. <laughs> However, we are up to Ezidor. Uh, stomach was I going on the floor? Is it just like no, it's just your feet have been lifted up, but you land back. That was more for flavour of showing how hard it hit you. Yes, Ezidor, we are now up to you, I believe. Okay. Also, just to again let you guys know whilst Gaz is making um, a plan for this next part, you don't always have to fight even when you're in combat, you can still talk as an action. Just throwing stuff yeah. at you very quickly. And you can talk to your enemy. Knocking well, out and killing isn't. Him. I was gonna say knocking out and killing isn't always the way to go. Just. All right. Uh. Well. Uh, so after he's done that back headbutt, and I've gone, ah, can I quickly come back and grab his neck and grapple him down to the ground? You can roll me a strength check, please. This will be an opposed strength. Uh, strength roll. Yeah. Yeah. So that's twenty, but not that. Well, you definitely beat him on that. So you kind of like, how do you do it? You kind of jump on him, you wrap your arm around him. Well, the way I've seen it, it's gone bang, I've got, and I've got, get you off, on it, grab this neck, and pull him down to the ground. <laughs> yeah, almost in one solid movement, you're just grabbing your nose, like, oh yeah, fuck it. You jump on him, you wrestle your arm around his neck, and you just drag him down to the floor. He is now grappled. Can I talk? If you're not moving, I'm going to let you talk. I suggest you calm down and come with us. Roll persuasion with advantage. Eight, so thirteen with a plus two, so fifteen. You feel his breathing start to slow down. You can see that his eyes are starting to widen again a little bit. The kind of almost mist that was forming out of his mouth stops. <sighs> Where are we going? To the... 
traitor. <laughs> the traitor. You were the traitor. <laughs> I can't forget what's his name. <laughs> Do you mean Toby? Toby, that's you know him. You know him. No. We're well, just gonna a have a little chat. Shall I, shall I, shall I bind his legs now? I wouldn't suggest it. I will be able to walk, will I? I mean his arms. <laughs> that worked so well last time, didn't it? I don't know. I think you might have had enough. I think you will come quietly, won't you? Uh, I was just getting into the swing of that. Sports sports. Right, I'll come with you. Yeah, I'm looking at him just thinking, save me. <laughs> For a split moment, there's almost like kindred spirits between um, Gregor and Corvarian. Well, I'll let go of his neck then. He just kind of rises to his feet as another... Another firework goes off. And despite, you know, like having been terrified seconds before over a fight happening, having seen that it's kind of resolved amicably, the rest of the festival goers stop kind of like gawking at you and they just turn their attention back to the sky and start clapping once more for the pretty explosions in the sky. Yes, yes, nothing to see here. All about your merriment. With that, they continue their merriment. <laughs> Shall we continue then? All right. Toby, should have really, really asked him in the beginning, really, shouldn't we? <laughs> Ikovirian starts walking forward again, now heading, um, so he's heading back up to the intersection once more, to the left of him is the crowds of people that were sat at the communal like dining area for the festival, to the right is kind of like the road that leads to the blacksmith's hut, however he's continuing upwards, heading towards the Baneful Squid and the general store of Toby Newden. Can I just hang back a little bit to have a private word with these guys? Uh, yes, let me just roll something for his speed. He's walking... I'm just imagining Esdar just going, I think we've got the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not him. It's not him, you know. <laughs> if you guys are walking as well, he's around about 40 feet in front of you. If not, every 10 or so seconds he's going to get 40 feet ahead of you. Although, oh, well, I want to stay with him. I don't, yeah, I don't that's off. fair. Yeah, yeah. So you're walking and talking then as he's starting to walk towards the shop. Yeah. So I'm going to like whisper to the point I don't think he can hear us. Yeah, 40 feet away, fight. he can't hear you. Right. Uh, just so you know, guys, this fight's still probably coming because when he gets in there and we say it's him, he's not going to just give up, is he? <laughs> no. I think we need to come up with something before we walk through those doors. Uh, well, I think we should walk through the doors, and then um, you think you should guard the door. I'll I'll continue uh, and 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 tie another lasser. I'll continue my fight with him as he's clicking my fingers. <laughs> yes, okay. I will barricade the door so he can't get away. Have you got anything to do that? He's still walking ahead. He's now at the crossroads again. To the left of him is the Baneful Squid. To the right is the short little street down to the general store. So I'll figure head. it out with him. <laughs> I'm going to try and catch up to him. 
DPI. Again, another <laughs> as the fireworks explode ahead, and he has now pretty much made his way to the actual general store itself. Okay. He's kind of like yeah, outside the right front. Okay. He is stood outside the general store. Are you all stood with him? Yeah. Well. I'm telling you, I don't think Toby's going to be... Are you knocking on the door at this point, Isidore? Yeah, yeah, You hear kind of like a dilling as the door slowly creaks open. You see the face... I'm just going to have to quickly load Toby up. You, you see the safe? kind of... <laughs> you see the kind of overweight, out-of-breath face of Toby just kind of peer outside. Ew. Hello. What are you doing here, Mr. Isidore? This oh, time... baby. Well... I think we have a fellow you may want to have a little chat with. Who I knew would that be, my duck? Well, if you let us in. Very well. I will let you in now. And he opens the door. As you kind of like enter in, the sound of the um, fireworks fade out. That was not the lighting effect I expected. Very great. Yeah, there we go. Nice, a nice, cool ambient one. Sorry, I'm still getting used to these. Um, better. Yeah, the door opens and you kind of walk into the uh, general store. It's kind of, well, it's obviously going to be quiet in there. There's no one else there. Toby is kind of dressed in some general slacks and all of the fresh produce and stuff has been put away for the night. There's a bunch of empty shelves, but it's still a bit cramped to walk around given the counter towards the back and the island in the centre of the store. Right. I assume we've walked past him while he stood at the door. Uh, Toby, yes. Toby's still yeah. stood at the door. Can I be the last one to go in then? Yeah, so as you as you all start walking through, he sees Gregor. Oh, hello, my love. It's been a while since we uh, saw each other. I think it was well before... Well, I think you were all with uh, that Mr. Reap, weren't you, for that expedition? Yes, yes, we were. I hope it went well. Yes and no. As Deeks walks by, kind of looks down. Right, me duck, I'm sure I've seen your face somewhere, but not on someone as small as you. There's someone else taller with my face? Yeah, today came in asking some really weird questions. Weird coat on him. No, oh, I'll, I'll suppose I'll have to keep an eye out for him. Yeah, yeah, he will. And as Colvirian walks through, he just kind of look they look at each other. Uh, roll me a perception check if you wish, or an insight check, insight or perception. For me? Anyone who wishes to. Yeah. I'll roll an insight. So they share a quick look between each other. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Ten. Ten. And how about you, Gregor? Okay, so Ezador, you going in last and guarding the door, you don't see any of this look between the two of them. Gregor, as you're looking, um, as they share a look, and you just say, Kulvirian, Toby, you notice that they they do know each other. Um, they seem to almost have a semi-professional, semi-antagonistic kind of demeanour to each other. And Deeks, as you're looking, and you see that, something rings a bit weird to you about it. Um, you can see that Corvirian is kind of looking down on Toby, 
Um, even with his tone of voice, he seems to be thinking less of him. And Toby doesn't seem to be able to quite stand being in the same area as Calvarian. Despite that, though, yeah, there's some kind of professionality to the way that they're talking to each other. There seems to be some uh, bad blood between uh, you two. No, not bad blood as such. It's just, uh, well, Mr. Bonecrush here, yeah, yeah, not really my type of person, you see. No. Because he's an orc? No, 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 no. He's just brash. I think he's, well, I don't know how much. Just kind of looks to Corvirian. You're not going to start fighting me, up, are you? Depends what you say. I'll word this carefully, then. Corvirian used to be in the army. And he's not in the army anymore. And orcs, well, after a certain age we duck, they're not quite as good as fighting as they used to be. But they want to relive their glory years. So he mm. seems a bit... I can see that. Hmm. Bit weird how he's the quartermaster, innit? Watch your tone. Well, maybe he's busy killing people's wives and blackmailing people for money. Toby just immediately whips his head. Oh, well, it doesn't really whip his head. He just kind of leans over so he's looking at you. What did you say? Exactly that. See this ransom note? Just swipes the ransom note back off you. Yeah, that's the one I gave you. Do you recognise the handwriting? I'll pass him the name that he wrote. Just kind of reaches out and looks between the two of them. We'll be damned. Be damned, Corvirian, you bastard. You You killed Jessica. And I believe our deal was hogtied. No, no, no. I'm going to sort this out right now. You killed Jessica, you bastard. After what you said to me as well. After after how you convinced me to fucking join. This is... You were responsible for it. This looks bad. I don't got to lie there. May have done a bit of blackmailing. Get a nice little bit of extra coin. But I didn't kill you, slut of a white... And as he's saying that, there's just a sudden crack as Toby smacks him dead in the jaw. Just kind of... (laughs) I'm ready, Willis, sir. I guess I deserve that. But, like I said, I didn't kill her. Blackmail, yeah? Yeah, fuck it. Glad you finally got the balls to actually fucking try something on it. But no, I didn't kill Jessica. You can roll insight, you guys, if you wish to see if he's telling the truth, or you can let this play out a little bit. Nineteen. Nineteen. Twelve. Twelve. As he's saying this, you can see Toby is kind of like on the precipice between being infuriated and sobbing. How about you, Ezador? What did you get? Five. Ezador, you don't really read into this at all. You're just like, you did it. Definitely. Gregor, you're on the fence. You're very much on the fence over this. You're just so confused by all these twists and turns. However, Deeks, you're telling the truth. He didn't kill her. Blackmail, yeah, but he didn't kill her. I walk over towards Toby then. I believe him. Aye, and why do you believe him, eh? 
He's obviously... This bastard's obviously going to tell, say what he wants to get out of this. He's manipulative. I've got proof of him being manipulative. So what do yes, proof... yes. But I have my fair share of seeing manipulative people. And I, I'd, I'd like to say I'm very good at reading people. All right. And looking at him... I don't believe he's a good person in, in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> something just tells me he's telling the truth. He did it! Uh, Esudor, I, I, I really don't think he did. I've got the notes. Friend. I've got the notes. I've got the, I've got the handwriting. He Why fought. don't you use use your eyes on him? He, li he lied about it. I don't... I already know. He already come lied on. about this car. Come over and, and ask him again. Trying to shift the blame. While we've got him here, come over and ask him again with your eyes. For Toby, some reason, I just believe him. This. Toby needs to hear it from his mouth. You've got evidence of me blackmailing, and I've told Toby already. I did blackmail him. But I didn't kill Jessica. And he Tell kind of the truth! You he killed her! <laughs> he looks directly at Toby before you grab him and demand this of him. And it meant what I said about bringing him back. Uh, roll persuasion with advantage then, please, Azador. If you grab him and try to shake him and say, tell the truth, his eyes glaze over once again. Oh, I'm telling you the truth. I didn't kill her. I'm taking advantage of the situation. The first I heard of her death went until the next, well, next few hours after the death, we'll say. But it certainly weren't me who killed him. And I know he's telling the truth now, I take it. Mm -hmm. He's been compelled to tell the truth. Well, we got your, we got your blackmail. <laughs> who killed her? So That's it. Persuasion again, with advantage. Eight, six, 18. A little runt of mine, a little runt subordinate called Genesis Oren. He had a thing for Jessica. And at him saying Genesis's name, you hear Toby kind of like gasp ever so slightly it's kind of like a unbelievable you know like he doesn't be quite believe what he's hearing little run had a thing for her she was always nice to him that's one thing i didn't like about her she was always nice to everyone but genesis thought she had something for him if you get me drift and after months of a little bit of back and forth between them Nothing on her, and of course, she just saw him as a little kid. <laughs> Fucking run. Well, he tried to advance on her. You know, she was exiting the slums. One thing led to another. And she had a dagger in her. He comes to me, sobbing about how he's killed her. I help him uh, clean up the crime a little bit. And then a couple of days later, I realise that Mr. Newley knew over here. Well, he's always good for money, isn't he? 
Well, well, well. Isn't this a hive of scum and villainy? Vermin. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to turn around to uh, the shop owner. Toby. 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 There he goes. So, we've got a blackmailer and this Genesis fella. Where would he be? Not quite sure. His his voice is quiet with a very quiet but intense fury. He kind of walks forward towards you, um, and he grabs something from the side that you can't quite see immediately. Unless you want to roll perception as he's grabbing it. As he's trying to advance forward then. I'm not quite sure. I'd assume it's probably at the guard barracks. But I'm not sure. All the guards' patterns change for the festival. What did you get, as Isidore? Uh, 20, not that. He's grabbed a knife. Okay. He's not coming towards me, though, is he? No, he's going towards Calvarian. And he's walking towards Calvarian, though. At this point, he kind of has answered the question about where Genesis would be. And his focus is now solely on Calvarian. We've worked together for six months. And I've done some awful fucking things for you guys. And all this time, you couldn't. I've no new killed her. And not only that, but you've been extorting money out of me. No. He kind of like sniffles inwards. You can see he's just unbridled fear at this point. He jabs his uh, dagger forward. You hear a... <laughs> you can tell Merkel when you see him. That deal's off. And him and the rest of the cult can go fuck themselves. As he kind of twists the knife and yanks it out. Splay of blood splatters across the floor. Covarian takes a step back. <coughs> he raises a fist to uh, try to punch Toby, and Toby again stabs him in the abdomen. Again, moves the knife up and down, yanks it out, and as he does, intestines spill out. Covarian drops to one knee. Looks back up at Toby. You always said that I should take more fucking ownership and that I should be more, what was it? Manly. Just fucking stabs him straight in the eye. The blade's still sticking out of his eye, Corvarian forced the side on the ground. Wow. <sighs> I just put my hand on his shoulder and go, <sighs> Justice. Justice. Not yet. A killer is still out there. However, I did say that I just wanted the blackmailer for now. I might ask your services to find this Genesis guy. I know who he is. I saw him skulking around Jessica all too often. But no, I wasn't quite sure about telling you about the rest of the cult. Oh, the people I know at least. I'm going to be up front and say I don't know all of them. I know some of them though. But it was on the fence. Thank you. I was on the fence about it. But Corvirian, Corvirian's the one who approached me a couple of months ago, said that if I worked for the cult, if I helped them achieve their goals, then, then they'd be able to bring Jessica back. But if he's able to lie to me like that, and to use me like that, I don't think the cult's going to bring her back, do you? Just use you 
until you're done. That's how they work. Alright. Okay, let's go to the back room then. There's some seats in there. We'll get you all a refreshment, a drink or something, and I'll tell you what I know about the court. Right. But one thing. Yeah? Should we clean up the body? I'll clean it up after you've gone. Don't want my kids to find him in the morning. If you need help, let me know. That's much obliged. I'm just going to walk in the back room. At this, we'll take our first break. Well, I just want to say that as I step over his body, can I just take the knife out of his eye pocket? Yeah, you now have a generic knife. Okay, guys, so the last that we saw you, uh, Toby had just finished murdering Corvarian Bone Crusher in cold blood after finding out he was responsible for blackmailing him over the murder of his wife. Not only that, but uh, Corvarian also apparently knew who the culprit actually was. Um, after killing Corvarian, he's kind of like led you now into the back room. Um, the light, the door opens and there's kind of like a small little lantern set in the middle of a table, a small circular table. There's a couple of chairs around it. You normally have this set up for me and my kids to uh, play cards and whatnot when we're on break, but I suppose this will do. But we need to anyway, and then I can get that body disposed of. I'm sure the slums would welcome another uh, body in there. How many uh, chairs were there again? There's four chairs in total, one for each of us. Yes, maybe in the ditch would be fitting. The drainage ditch would be fitting. That's where they dumped Jessica. Indeed. That's it, yeah. he, he gestures for the rest of you to sit down as well, if you wish to sit down. Just, as Dix goes onto a chair. Might be fine of you to say that. Anyway. I believe I promised you some information about the cult, did I not? So, this was you and Ezidor's, um... Ar army? Army? Not an army. You and Ezidor's army? Well, well I'm not quite sure. Oh, I was going to say, I'm not quite sure what you mean by that, but, uh... If you two have helped Ezidor, it's only right that you know as well. So, as you may have gathered from what I said before, it all started... A couple of months ago, um, when Corvirian, after the death of my wife Jessica, Corvirian came in, noticed, well, said he'd noticed that I'd been a bit forlorn, as you know, you'd expect after your wife's been fucking murdered. <sighs> he offered his condolences to me, and, uh, well, he said that there was a man who'd come into Salt Harbor in the last couple of months who might be able to help me said that the man was in close contact with Merkel, the, uh, the god of death. said that this man had gathered quite a few people. said that they were caught, I thought, obviously. But this man's mad, isn't he? Old Corvirian's finally lost his rocker. But he introduced me to him. He's the man that's down as the leader on that list. And he just kind of raises a hand to his mouth as he's thinking. Well, 
I think I know who's been writing those lists, who's been uh, doctoring the names, again, given what Corvarian said. Wouldn't surprise me if he's had uh, that Genesis lad do some of the dirty work. Change the names, he's a guard after all. Corvarian won't want to have his hands dirty. Nonetheless, sorry, that was a side thought of mine. You have to forgive me, my mind's uh, going everywhere. Yeah. Takes another deep breath in, reaches into his pocket and pulls out a pipe before lighting it and just puffing on the pipe. Smoke kind of like swirls around the room and filters in. Some of it passes over the light of the candle and you can see it bright for a second before swirling up into the air. The leader. Yeah, that's where it was, wasn't I? Yes. Well, Corvarian introduced me to him. A bloke called Dravelin. Dravelin Temple, I think he said his name was. Weird chap, or goblin. Yeah, well... Dravelin, uh... Apparently he realised quite early on in their operations that uh, the court would need provisions for external missions and, you know, like, obviously their hideout and stuff like that so that they could eat and drink and go about their fucking missions. Oh, hush, hush, secretive, of course. But uh, he said if I did this for him, if I provided them with the goods that they needed, well, I could never really be linked back to them for a first place he was always just going to give me lists I would get the items on the list and I would leave them in a spa- safe space the next day Saka Gold would appear on my steps that was mainly just to cover the cost of the good themselves now what Dravelin promised me was um <coughs> just kind of his voice catches in his throat for a second if I helped them carry out their overall plans then um, he'd bring Jessica back. I'm not quite sure what their plans were. Like I said, he kept me at arm's length, so plausible deniability and all that. But I'm fairly sure that they went to the the Mithril Mines, given the list of provisions he gave me. And I think, well, they're obviously based in Salt Harbor somewhere. I get constant lists about food and water. But it's not for travelling out, it's too constant and it's too small an amount for it to be travelling outwards. But yeah, that's the leader. That's travelling. Right. He's, um... Yeah, he's kept me away from stuff. So they was giving you a list of food and water. Well, not just food and water, other supplies as well, toilet rolls, hygiene products. The stuff that you'd expect from a general store. But I presume that he wanted it secret so that people won't be asking questions. Interesting. So, it sounds to me like someone's trying to stay in hiding. Aye, I'd agree. Who picks up the water and the food? I don't actually know that. I leave it in the financial district, near one of the statues there. And then the next morning, it's gone. Do you have a delivery at any time soon? 
not for another two days. She's normally in batches of uh, three or four days. I'd suspect I'd get the letter probably tomorrow or the day afterwards for delivery the day after that. Are you holding any of their equipment now? Not at the moment, no. It's rare that they give me very specific things to get. It's generally just, you know, the stuff that he just kind of gestures around the stock room. Just the stuff I hold here. The only times I've really got special stuff requested. And there's been two times. One was when they went, when they sent a team away to somewhere. Like I said, I think it was the Mithril Mines, maybe. Um, I don't know if you've travelled it all by foot, but there's some ash terrain around there that you need specialist stuff for. So it wasn't too hard to figure that out. The other time, the other time was when I found out about someone else from the uh, cult. And um, who's that? It's called the Scientist. That's his moniker, of course. His real name is Real. Real? Real. That's the one. How do you spell that? I'm not quite sure myself, but maybe the DM will know. R-I-L-L. Yeah, I was right the first time. I just mm. can't spell Scientist. Really. And is... Does that ring a bell? It rings a bell to me, yes. We was on an expedition. The expedition with the, with the Draftland. Oh, well... I'm fairly sure if you saw Real, you'd know him. Draftland, yeah. He's a old goblin. You might know him. It's a bit of an odd name. Ah, uh, he wasn't a goblin, though. Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin? Yeah. Where's he? He's always been a hobgoblin. Yeah, I got him as goblin on mine as well, so... Sorry, I just felt like I needed to tell you that before you go off on a different tangent Sorry, do with I him. Remember, I remember Draftland, don't I? Yeah, yeah, you spend like three weeks with him almost. That doesn't make any sense. He's uh, he's with Lathander, isn't he? And that's his religion. <laughs> oh. No. I'm going to say a guess and say that he might have been fooling you if you've met him before. He's the leader of the Court of Merkel. Or at least this sect of it, from what I can gather. He's quite a cruel man from what I've heard. Mm. Nonetheless, like I said, this real chap, you'd know him if you've seen him. He's bright blue and bald and looks a bit like a weird fish. He's very cold, as in, he don't seem to feel emotions. Very blunt. He, uh... Well, one day, about a month or two after I joined the cult, he appeared in the shop. I noticed him for a while, but he didn't say oh, he didn't approach me, he didn't do no until my uh, children left. Then when they left for the day, walks up to me, blunt is all out, and just says, oi. Well, not oi, that's how I talk. But he was like, hello there. I know you're the shopkeeper. I was like, I know I'm the shopkeeper, you're in my shop. It's like, no. The shopkeeper. I'm the scientist. But he said it very matter-of-factly. He wanted me to uh, procure some poisonous mushrooms. St straight out said it was for an experiment with the cult. I've not really seen him since then. Do you know where Draftland lives? 
I'm afraid just, not. He's kept me at arm's length. I'm just tapping my claws onto the leather side, like a little bit <clears> pissed <throat> off that I just found out that one of our party members is a cult now. Don't worry, my I friend. Mean, we know where the pickup is. I think locating it's not for another two days. Just to point out, if you remember as well, when Bimit died just beforehand, he said that uh, the figure said that the uh, actual cult member could pass by unharmed and Dravelin passed by. It's been a while, but that's a recent episode that we published, so it's still fresh in my head on that one. But yeah, oh, Dravlin. He's a bastard, wasn't he? Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Mm. It's all related. Right. The DM's definitely had this plan for some time. And these uh, poisonous mushrooms, were they perhaps renarial mushrooms? No, they weren't actually. Um, he said that there were some. What did he call them? I'm not sure. I'll have to find the note and let you know when I find it. I can't think of it off the top of my head. It was, it's been months ago, you see. I get so many orders from people that you just kind of... All I remember is he was a weird one. No, of course. But unfortunately, yeah, I and I got is, the mushrooms for him. And... Is this real also, also in Salt Harbour? I believe so. I've not really seen him topside. I've not seen him out and about the town. I would assume that most of the people in the cult, most of the people with pseudonyms, so the people on that list, that Maybe Isidore right gave me somewhere here. See, who else do I know? Just kind of starts racking his head a little bit. Any about Drevlin? You introduce me. Any about real? Colverian. That fucker, I almost forgot. Obviously, he introduced me, didn't he? He's known all the fucking long, and he's strung me along. He's the quartermaster. He's the fucker who gave him the weapons. Outfit him out. I don't know much else about his role in it. Fortunately, like I've said a couple of times, I've been held at arm's length. I only know the people that I've had direct interactions with. You was one of them. And, like I said, I think Genesis might be the acolyte because he's the one who's been signing us in and out you see so it makes sense for him to be the one on that list quite high up you won't just well not quite high up but you know high up enough make the boy feel important you won't just trust this to a random fanatic would you you could sell us out but no Corvirians had him wrapped around his stubby fucking finger for as long as I can remember The only one I don't think I know about at all is the one they call the Death Walker. And you ain't got a clue about him. Uh, we know. If oh, you, you do? To, yes. If you if you want to know, of course. I mean I don't I don't blame you if you want nothing to do with this anymore. You know what? I've I already I've told you some stuff about it. You might as well tell me, however. The Death Walker? Yeah, that's what it's called, the Death Walker. Ah, Someone who's walked we, back from death. Um, we uh, we have a little bit of an inkling on the, the Death Walker. 
Well, before you tell me, because obviously I only knew little bits and bobs, and knowing this will be more than I'm meant to know, promise me this much. Yes. You'll take that cult apart, first chance you get. <laughs> make it so that Salt Arbor is a safe place for me and my kids. I'm never going to get Jessica back. I know that now. And I know it was fucking stupid of me throwing my lot in with them, but I was desperate, you know? Of course, of course. My friend, you have told us ample of stuff to redeem yourself in our eyes. Now we know Thank these you. names. Do not worry. We will sunder them. <laughs> Wonderful. But yeah, go on. He kind of perks up a little bit, hearing that, you know, you're going to cleanse Salt Harbor of the cult members, make it so that his kids are safe. Go on then. Who's the Death Walker? Who's the poor tool that they dragged back? Well, it appears it's, um... Morog. <laughs> you what? That little fucking goblin? Yes. You burned up in the fire? Apparently yep. he's back. Oh, I never liked that little wanker. He only came here once or twice. He acted like he owned the place, like everybody owed him. Make no, sure you send him, him back. Oh, you're not missing myself, but I believe Gregor's had more affiliation. Is that right, Gregor? I believe I had a little chat with him before my before my fight. I believe. Well, if you do see him, send him right back to the realm of death, will you? Speaking of which, yeah. I don't know if you're still on the vengeful side, wanting to get back at your wife's killer. What might you be coming at here? Because it's quite late. And between you and I, whilst I want Genesis to die, it might look a little suspect. If one Kaviran goes missing after being seen last in my shop, and then another cult member dies, or we go storm the barracks and kill a guard. We might have to do this more sneakily, you see? We can, but do you want to be involved in Genesis' demise? That's what I'm asking. Oh, I understand. Let me just roll this thing very quickly. He says, as he's starting to flip a coin and rolling it down the table. I'm going to leave this up to fate. Eds, I kill him. Oh, he'll be kill him. Tails. You just give me proof of his death. And I'll reward you with something. Flips the coin and lets it land and roll. Falls on tails. You bring me something back. If you take him out, prove he's gone. Make him suffer if he can. And <laughs> make sure you're suitably rewarded. I respect your decisions. We respect your decisions. Thank you. My ends are already bloody. <laughs> I'm only a shopkeeper. I'm not cut out for that death and murdering. I don't know. I think you should tell <laughs> Maybe 20 or so years ago, but 
I might not have a wife anymore, but I've still got two children. They're going to need their dad growing up. Well, they're almost adults now. Maybe if you come back in a few years' time, eh? Of course, of course. Well, I have the murder weapon. Don't worry. It'll be safe with me. Thank you. You just dispose of that body. Oh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna drag that fucker. I'm gonna wait until the day of night and drag him into the slums and just dump him there in the waste canal, like he did with Jess. Fair enough. We don't blame you. Thank you. All right. Uh, where do you think we can find uh, Genesis? Well, at the moment, given the time. I'd say he's probably in the guard barracks. You might want to wait until the morn. Yes, good point. I forgot what time it was. It's very late at night, almost over midnight. Like I said, if you're going to go hunt him down, which I wholeheartedly would agree with, you might have to be a bit sneakier than storming into a barracks and killing him, or she'll have the entire town on you. Well, the entire town's guard. Good point. Uh, I have been a little bit tired myself, so I think we should call it a night, guys. Now, if you before, got a place, before we'll we go, go for it. Oh, yes. um, if, uh, I assume if you was part of this cult, would there not be any way that you could get in touch with them? It was always one way. I'm afraid they'd give me a list. I drop the items off. A sack of gold had appear on my door the day after the items got collected. Travelling always said it would say that I didn't have to get my guns dirty, but quite honestly, I think they were always just playing me. See, That's that what way. they do. I would class your hands as clean now, though. Just kind of looks at his hands with the blood slowly drying on them. Maybe in a little bit they will be. Metaphorically speaking, of course. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Are we saying that you guys are just heading back now to go to sleep? I am, yeah. It, I, how late is it? Um, I would say after midnight. Not too far after midnight, but after midnight. Yes, it's been a long day. I think I, think I need to get back and heal up a bit. That orc really did some... I think he may have cracked a rib. Okay, let's go arrest them. Okay, you guys can either choose to arrest back in the dark area or go to the Baneful Squid and see if that's fine. Baneful Squid! <laughs> oh! <laughs> you guys following him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll have to go out and go, well, 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 that's a lot of information to model over, isn't it? Hey, we got At a lot. We got a lot of names here. <laughs> I just give um, Ezidar a pat on the back, and I try and I give uh, Deeks like a bend over and give Deeks a pat on the back. Sorry, just uh, breaking the niceness there. I give Deeks a bend over, is what you just said. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. You fucking did. Oh, did I? Yeah, then you clarified. Yeah, but yes, sorry. okay. No, no, it's fine. Sorry, I just wanted to. You out. just wanted to point it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so as the 
scene fades, essentially. You guys are walking to the Baneful Squid. When you're there, you find Crumb is still awake. He's kind of tidying stuff away. You ask for free rooms, and he puts each of you up for the night free of charge, hey. considering it's the first time he's seen you in a long time, Gregor. And these two are apparently your friends, so he is willing to, yeah, give you all a free night at the tavern. I got friends. I'll buy him a pint. So, can you all roll me a d20, please? It's been a while since we've done a long rest, but if you all remember when we do long rests, I normally make you roll a d20. Natural one. This is the negative about this. You can sometimes get inspiration. Or like Deeks here, you can get a point of exhaustion. Nine. Fair enough. I got 13... But just a reminder, I've got that thing where I only need short rests instead of long ones. Roll it twice, take the higher one. Okay. Deeks, you awake very, very tired. You tried to sleep in the bed. You tried the night of actually sleeping in the bed rather than using your hat as a sleeping bag. You're probably not going to sleep in a bed again. Your heart is so much come for you. You tossed and you turned all night, but you found the mattress was too hard. You found the pillow too big. You then tried to use the pillow as a mattress, but you sunk down into it. You were just not a comfy gnome in the slightest. You wake up still tired as all hell. Oh dear. Still kind of awful night's sleep. So I'm assuming you open the door and make your way out. Gregor pops out um... and Greg... Yeah, no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, Gregor, you yourself, again, you didn't sleep too well. Uh, some of the stuff that I'd been told, finding out that Dravlan, you knew that Dravlan was a bit of a traitor, given that he crossed the floor in the temple. You didn't have him pegged as the leader of the Salt Harbour section of the Cult of Merkel. Hmm. That didn't sit well with you. And Ezador, as you also open the door and head out onto the landing where the other two are kind of forming. You didn't sleep amazingly well. You slept well enough. You woke up after a couple of hours, but you slept for long enough to feel rested enough that everything is back to normal. So you guys have full health again and all of your spell slots, any abilities, anything like that. Ezidor, for you, your chaos charm has been reset. The people that were under your enthrall are still under your enthrall, but now you've got three more attempts. For other people. Deeks and Gregor, any powers, any abilities, any spells, anything like that, they've all been reset as well. Lovely. I don't think I've used spells in a while, actually. No. <laughs> I wondered if I should use that Chaos Chat for you two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. I mean, DM might already have something in store for if you tried that. Mm. Nonetheless, as you walk down the stairs, you can hear the distinct sound of Crumb sweeping up. Coffee. Moving glasses around. Crumb. Coffee. Oh, hello, Gregor. It's been a while since I've heard someone... Oh, last time I heard that was Rag. He just kind of looks a bit crestfallen. I'll go get you your coffee. I don't like where get the food down here, are we all downstairs, aren't we, at this point? Yeah. Yes, the three of you are downstairs. Can I, um, uh, Gregor? Yes. 
Uh, I just wanted to ask you a question. Um, when we arrived here at Salt Harbor, you remember the, the dark area? Yes. Yes. We all have access to it now. We all have access to it now, don't we? It's not, we don't all need to be there. No, not now. Not no. since uh, the guards me are not how, following us. Remind me how we used to get in again. Behind the statue. Behind the statue. And we have a, a, a key, is that right? The key is the ring. The ring, yes. Yes. And you go and put it in there. You put it in a little socket. I think that's I'm... behind the um, statue. You press it, and it opens the door. I'm just going to have a look to see if I've got that ring on. Unless you've taken it off, you've still yeah. got that ring on, yeah? No, no, I haven't. I was just seeing if I've missed anything. Um, okay, thank you. I, I think I'm going to... Uh... I'm going to slope off there this morning and try and get a few things. No. Oh, alright. If, if you want to join me, that's okay. Otherwise, I'll I'll be heading off now. I think I'm going to look into this uh, Genesis character. Maybe do some snooping around the, the barracks. See okay. what well, information we can find. Let Ezidor know that I've gone, okay? Ezidor's here. He's Ezidor, I'm here. going now. <laughs> <laughs> Head <laughs> yeah, I'm stood right here. Yeah, Ezador has literally been sat next to Gregor. And as you say that, let Ezador know. Ezador, you kind of just lean forward so that you can see you lean forward on the bar and you make eye contact. I'll be heading off now. Are we not talking? <laughs> no one talking. Yes, of course we're talking. I just, I, I'm a, I didn't see you there, Ezador. I'm a little bit tired. I didn't sleep at all last night. It's a stupid bed. I should have just stayed in my hat. Oh, that's fine. Gregor, tell him I'll see him later. <laughs> He'll see you later. <laughs> Thank you, Gregor. And with that, I'll turn around and walk out with a painful squid. The door creaks open, and Deke, you head out into the town of Salt Harbour. So, before I decide who we're going to go with, Ezidor and Gregor, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay in the tavern? Are you going to go into Salt Harbour? Are you checking out the barracks? Are I'm you going to go check out the barracks. Ezidor, what are you planning on doing? Yes, we can go there. And maybe we should have a chat about what we need to be doing with this newfound information, though. What do you mean? We got the names. Well, exactly. That's all we need. But we've got the entire group of names here. We've got we've got some good information upon a, an entire cult of miracle working within the Salt Harbor. This is some uh, rather sought after knowledge, and I think we need some kind of plan rather than just going in, going after one member. Okay, what what would be the purpose of that? We're trying to dissolve this group, aren't we? Oh, you thought I was going to kill him as soon as I saw him. What? I don't know. Were you? No, no, flipping it, that's suicidal. If I do that, if I just run in and just killed him. Jeez. Yes, and that's not like it at all, is it? No, no. I was going to say, Craig, are you telling the truth there? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was going to ask you to rub a switch and if you wasn't, because that sounded very sus. I wish I went with it now, actually. <laughs> no, I don't mean to kill him at all. Well, this is good. This is good. This is the talk we need. What is the purpose of you going after this gentleman? Well, 
and I use that term lightly, of going after this fellow. The thing is, I think with Genesis, he's the acolyte. Like you say, he's a grunt. Who uses grunts more? It's always the leaders. Hopefully we can maybe tail him at one point, maybe just during the day, see where he goes, see who he sees. And he may run into Drathla or even Rill, Recall. the scientist. Recall. Okay. Well, let's, let us do that. I think right now, I think we should just exercise a little bit of caution. Just till we figure out what to do about this. Of course, but we do kill him in the end. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, the shopkeeper's an exception because of what they did to him. No, indeed. He's, he's, his hands are clean in my eyes. Hmm. He did help us with all this information as well, so definitely. But yeah, that's my suggestion anyway. Okay, yes, let's just do recon and then we will... I just think we need to be careful rather than going... We will. But, uh, we, we don't want to be kicked out so hard and not be able to come back. Then we're not going to be any good to anyone, are we? Mm. Well, yeah, we don't want the whole town to come in against us for something that they don't even know about. Exactly. We will... Gosh. We will blend in. Yes, I'm sure we will. But I'm going to follow. <laughs> As you two are agreeing that and you exit the tavern then, let's go to Deeks. Okay, so Deeks, what are you up to? So I'm heading to the dark area. Right. So I head over to the financial district. I'm assuming you're just kind of like cutting through the commercial area rather than going yeah, through the yeah, residential and stuff like that. Up the stairs. As you go up the stairs, uh, roll me a quick deck save, please, as you enter into the financial area. Um, that is 19. So as you're heading up the stairs, you see a large, um, surprisingly fast turtle considering is at all is going quite quickly he almost knocks into you um, but luckily you see him with enough time to just kind of move slightly out of the way as he does as you do he kind of walks by you like tottering quite quickly just as he's doing so you can just hear him with quite a hoarse voice going, fish fish and he continues walking back down towards the uh, commercial area to kind of like walking around the corner. Uh, I'll just say, who, who are you looking for? He stops for a quick second and he just slows turn. He slowly turns. Oh, hello. Um, I don't suppose you have seen uh, my princess Vesh anywhere. She's quite small. Looks a bit like a squirrel. Hmm. I can't say that I have. Oh, no. Oh, no, oh, my. Um, very well, thank you, thank you. If you see her anywhere, please tell her to go back to the Crystal Tower, please. I, it's kind of concerning. I've not seen her since yesterday. Oh, of, of course. I'll, uh, I'll keep a sharp eye out. Very well, thank you. What, uh, what, what was your name again? Uh, my name is Deeks. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Deeks. He yes, says quite course. rushed. Uh, my name is... Now. 
Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, if you see her, please tell her to report back to Nessie at the uh, Crystal Tower. Ah, oh, Nessie. Uh, Nessie. Uh, yes, I've, I've heard of you. Yes, I'll, I, I will keep an eye out, and uh, if I see her, I will, I will bring her myself. You see his kind of like big total face just kind of crack into what you would assume is a grin. Thank you, my friend. It's very disheartening to know that people still have strangers these days. Ah, oh, yes, of course. Everyone, I believe, is here to help each other. Glorious. And at that, he kind of rounds the corner and heads towards where the Burnful Squid is. And Deeks, I'm assuming you continue walking to the... Yeah. Statue. So you're now at the statue. Okay, so I'm going to go around the rear of the statue and look for this insert that we did um, to place the ring inside of. If I uh, take a actually, I'll take a quick look around and see if anybody's uh, watching me first. See if anyone's around. Like, um, make a perception for it or something. Yes, roll me a perception roll with disadvantage. I'm afraid though, considering you are tired. Uh, Ten. There's a couple of people around. It doesn't look like they're particularly paying attention to you, but as you well know, the entrance to the dark area is well guarded. Yeah. Uh, guarded by... Not, not guarded as in there's someone going not to stop guards. you. I'm just saying yeah. it doesn't look like anyone's watching you, but you know that this area has enough people from the dark area around yeah. that them not looking like they're watching you doesn't mean a thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll try and find this inset, slice the uh, place the ring into. Takes a little, it takes a good 20 or so seconds considering how tired you are, but as you're kind of reaching around, almost like touching this like hacked statue, hacked into a Triton figures, kind of like almost touching their ass, but you find the uh, little inset just above, kind of push into the ring, uh, you push the ring into it, I'm assuming? Yep. For a second, it still feels solid. And then you feel it kind of start passing through the statue. Okay. I'm assuming you're heading down. Way. Yeah. Uh, down you are met with the stairs again, the dark stairs leading all the way down. Um, and then after a good two or three minutes, you find the big iron door, iron rock door. I'm assuming you're going to push it open. Push it open with a loud, uh, with a loud scraping against the floor, and you are in kind of like the opening circle of the dark area now. It takes a second for your eyes to adjust, but you look down and you see your ring glow ever so slightly, and then the dark shapes in the background slowly come into focus. Okay, I'm gonna walk forward. Yep. Until I see the best uh, row of huts. So as you're walking forward, you see a couple of people pass by. You see the um, Air Genasi Aja, who you had dis well, not really discussed, who had inducted you into the dark area a few days before with his chains around his arm. He just kind of walks by you, doesn't really pay any attention to you as he does so. And he just kind of looks down. Ah, and you too. And just continues walking as yeah. a little quick bow. Um... As you're walking down this kind of like dark cobbled area, you see it kind of like open up into like this circle and there are numerous buildings around. You know, having been there previously, that these buildings are kind of like the the shops of uh, the dark area. 
Okay, so I've been in this point before, haven't I? So yeah, you're in the dark area inner at this point. Two, I believe there's two huts on either side. Um, so where you are at the moment in the inner, kind of like almost a ruined square. It's almost like a reflection of the ruined square above on the top floor, essentially. On your left, there is a building that looks like it's being carved out of stone with a wooden sign that says Balor's Rune. Kind of like to the side of that is one that looks like it's been made out of planks of wood and it's quite a small shop. It's got the word Catalusis etched on the top of it. And on the other side, there's two more buildings, but they seem to be the same building almost with just two separate doors that say Weapons by Silvis and Armour by Sivlis. And at the very back, um, there is a log cabin with a sign that says Magus Scientia. And next to that... <laughs> sorry, don't, guess, just that jump the li- just don't jump the life out of me. Right when I heard that, <laughs> he came around the corner. Got to love the ambiences and the timings. <laughs> In between the log cabin and the double building, the, looks to be, the road continues, but it looks like there are two guards blocking any further access. But that's kind of like your immediate vicinity. Mega there's a couple Scientia, of people. You said. Uh, yes, there's Mega Scientia in the log cabin. There's the double building, which is weapons by Silvis and armor by Sivlis. There is the small um, wooden shack that is called Catalusis. And there is the stone carved the stone-carved shop called Ballor's Rune. Okay. I'm going to... I'm going to head into... Uh, I don't know where I've just said Sagus. Megasciencia. Megasciencia. Um, swiftly. Okay. I'm As you... Through the door. That's great. Shout hello. As you pop your head around the door, you see that you are looking into a kind of largish shop, strangely large compared to, you know, like it being a wood cabin, a log cabin, sorry. Um, there's a warm light that spills onto the floor as you open the door, and you see that there's a roaring fire against the wall, and there's numerous staffs lining the wall, as well as a long counter displaying wands. As you shout, hello, you see a figure in the back who's kind of bent over, rearranging these ones, just kind of jump. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello there. Hello. Hey, what can I do for you? You're oh, awfully well, early. Yes, yes, I'd like to uh, make quick work of this. I- I'm it's simply cross. looking for a crystal that will allow me to perform magic uh, within Salt Harbour. Could you possibly point me in the right direction of this? <sighs> Oh, I know what you're looking for. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 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 starts tapping his head. Kind of pauses, tapping his head, holds his finger up. A customer! Wonderful. What can I do for you? Oh, <laughs> oh okay, no, I've done this. it again, haven't I? You have done it again, yes, but it's quite all right. Um, uh, let's 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 keep this going. So, uh, yes, crystals. Yes, yes, do you have any, any affiliation with crystals? Crystals. Yes, I have many crystals. I have magic crystals. Okay, so I have pretty crystals. crystals. I have yes, I'm just going to stop you there. So, crystals. Yes. 
Um, I'm looking for a crystal that will allow me to do magic within the Salt Harbour region. Um, do you have anything for that? Oh, you're looking for a new one crystal? Uh, yes, anything that would allow me to do magic within Salt Harbour. He kind of like shuffles really quickly towards you, his robe catching under his feet as it does so. It leans very close into you, and you see that. Almost similar to Ezador, he's got two different coloured eyes. One is yellow, the other one is blowy, uh, glowing bright blue. You know, of course, that uh, Neiman crystals are illegal to sell around here, right? Magic items and all that. Uh, yes, but I'm, I'm also, you're probably aware that we're in the dark area, so I don't, I think... Oh, yes, we are around! Oh, yeah. sometimes, he clicks his fingers, sometimes I forget where I am. Of course, yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, I also almost uh, thought I was somewhere else then, but... Um, my selection of crystals is over there. He kind of like starts pointing and moving his hand super quickly towards yep. a cabinet with numerous crystals in. Yes, new mine crystal for negating magic or allow me to perform magic within Salt Harbor. Anything for that? Uh, go check the counter. I, I, I can't take stock of my own. In... Hmm. This is your shop. Hi there. A customer. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm looking for a crystal. <laughs> Ah, crystal, what kind of crystal I've got? Pretty crystals, I've got unpretty crystals, yes, magical yes. crystals. Care to join me over in this cabinet over here? Oh, the little, crystal cabinet, of course. Yes, yes. yes and he yes, just starts shuffling excitedly. He kind of opens the door, the uh, the glass door of this cabinet with it. Yes, yes. I've got pretty crystals, non-pretty crystals, magic crystals, non-magical crystals. Oh, yes, crystals. I can see. I can Best see. Um, are they? Could you just point to me which crystal would allow me to perform magic within Salt Harbour? He just kind of looks at you and leans forward, so his, uh, his face is like millimetres away from you. You know it's illegal to sell new mine crystals, right? Yes, but could you just point it for me, please? Just raises his finger and points to a, black, a, a very small black crystal that's on the second row. I believe okay. that might be the one that you're after. Ah, yes, of course. I'm going to remember that one he's just pointed out. Yes. Um, I'm going to say... So I'm going to remember where that is, and I'm going to say, uh, how much for this one at the bottom here? <laughs> Which one exactly? There's a couple of them. It's kind is of there any pink down. ones on the bottom? Green ones? There green is... Ones? E. Ones. Let me just load something up. As you're looking at the rows of crystals, you can see there's a very small pink one, there's a yellow one, there's a red one, and there's a blue one. No, sorry. There's not a there's not a yellow one. Sorry. There's a pink one, a red one, a blue one, and a green one. Okay. So, uh, am I allowed to touch? Mm. So observe. Yeah. Go on then. Go yes, on. Okay. So I'm going to pick up the blue one. Hmm. Oh, the blue one. Oh, Galinzen. You didn't know new mine crystals are illegal to buy, right? Uh, yes, of course. I'm just observing. Yes, um, yes, of course. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll also want to grab the the black one that you pointed out. Okay, well. you reach up and grab the black one. As you yeah. grab the black one, his blue eye starts whirring slowly, ever so slightly. Okay. Oh, uh, yes! Then, There's two. And then I'd also like to... to uh, no, I'm going to leave it there. So, um, uh, yes, so I'm weighing them up with both in my hands. Um, what does this blue one do? Oh, the blue new mine crystal. Yes, that's that's quite a. Starts clicking his finger. That's quite a good one. What did it do? It's um. Hmm. Now it either, if I remember rightly, 
It will either increase magical properties of anyone or anything nearby it, or it will cause you to cause a rift in realms and dimensions. It can kind of hop to different dimensions, he says as he starts hopping. One of those two, I can't remember. My, my brain is quite as it used to be, you see. I got in a magical accident a few years ago. Oh, and do, do you need two of these crystals to be able to hop between the two locations? No, 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 just the one. Oh, I, I, over here. Let's sit over here. So I uh, walk towards the other end of the shop. Is there any, can I see anything? Just a quick scan if I can see anything at the other end of the shop. Of There's a bunch of staves. There's yeah, a bunch so I want of to walk staves. over to the staves. He just kind of keeps crystals. following you quickly back. Oh, yes, yes, yes. These are magical staves. Are you a magician yourself? A wizard, perhaps? A, a wizard, perhaps, yes. Ah, we are alike, you and I. Wizards, wizards. <laughs> I hope you didn't have the same thing that I did. I got His eye starts worrying around quicker. Accident. Yes, that was it. It was an accident. And this little thing here, I can tell you because you're a wizard too and I trust you. <laughs> he kind of leans forward and points to his eye. This oh. this detects when I'm starting to lose my memory and it just whoop, frag back to where it was. Resets my memory. Oh, well, that's lucky. Mm. That's an awful lucky. It, was, it must, must have been a misfortune for you. Oh, yes. Don't fuck around with your narial mushrooms. No, no, of course not. Yes. Um, Perhaps I could, perhaps I could maybe help with that. Hmm? And how would you do that? Uh, oh, I'll, I'll never, I'll never say no to help from a fellow wizard. I, I will immediately cast Prestidotation to uh, try and dim all of the lights within this hut to complete darkness. Okay, it's dark. Um, <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's very, very dark. You see his blue eye lighting up and spinning around. The only light in this shop. Um, <laughs> ripping off his magic. <laughs> Eye is spinning Jebe. around. Jebe. You can hear it whirring. So this blue circle is spinning. The only light in the room. Um, head. Nah, I'm not gonna be able to say that. Fuck it. Back on, presentation. Back on. The lights come back on. I'm the eye stops spinning quite as quick. Did the lights go out for a second there? Yes, how do you feel? I... Did you do something? I feel the same as before. Oh. The eye slows down. The eye slows down and stops. And stops glowing as bright as it did. No, 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 no. I, 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 I think the lights went out. I'm sorry, friend. Uh, um, I, I, you said that you were going to help me. Yes, I thought I, I tried something. I thought it would have uh, would have maybe helped. Maybe your uh, maybe what you have is is a little bit out of my reach. Oh, you you you've surely outdone yourself here, haven't you? Mm. Yes. Unfortunately, I don't think there is many who could help. But thank you for trying anyway, friend. I do appreciate the help of a fellow wizard. I oh, know, of course. I will. Um, I will try and work on on this and uh, and, and come back with. There's a reasonable uh, practice for you. Yes, of course, of course. Um, what was it? You crystals? Yes, you were the one who wanted crystals. You've got two in your hands. Which one would you like? Would you like the yes, both? So... Did you know it's illegal to buy new mine crystals in Salt hey, Harbor? Yes, yes, I know. It's it's, uh, it's very strange. Crazy, it's isn't it? Considering there's uh, one in the city how center. How much for both of these crystals? Both. Both. Wow. New mine crystals are very, very, very rare. Very. <laughs> 
I can't even say the word rare right now. That's how very rare. That is how shocked I am at you, sir. Um, well, for the for the blue new mine crystal, uh, I don't quite remember what that one does. As I said, it will either boost your magic of you or anyone nearby, or it'll help you jump between the realms. Normally, if it's one or the other, I would charge a certain amount. So let's call it uh, two hundred gold. Okay, and this one? The black one? Oh, that is always known to negate the effects of any other new mine crystals. So obviously while you're holding them both, nothing will happen. Because you're negating it. Same with up top. You can use all your magic. It's great. You don't need it in this area as such. But nonetheless, uh, that one is 600 gold. 600 gold? Yes. A reasonable price, would you not agree, to be able to negate all magic? That, of course, means if someone hits you with a fireball or a memory loss potion, or even if you eat a renarial mushroom like I did, the effects won't happen. Uh, theoretically. What is the best price for both? Hmm, let's call it 700. 700. Gold. How, how, how about um, 500 and a possible trade? It would have to depend on the trade, of course, my friend. I trust that you would not overvalue your items, because you and I are fellow wizards, and there is an unspoken code between wizards. Um, I have... Uh, do you have any need for potions? No, potions are not what I need, I'm afraid. Thank you, though, he says with a big smile. Got far too many of them. They're what gave me this in the first place. <laughs> I do have this circlet here. I'll take up the circlet and blast him. Put it on the countertop. <laughs> I'm sorry. The second that you said circlet of blasting, I just thought of Danny DeVito and it's always sunny. Just... And anyway, so I started blasting. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen that, but my God. I've seen it, yeah. Yes. Uh, the circlet of blasting. <laughs> Fuck's sake. You know, I'm not one to edit in screenshots of memes and stuff, but I am going to have to on that one. Um, yes, yeah, circular of blasting, you say. So you place it onto the counter, and he just kind of looks at it, just bends over it. Do you mind if I take a quick peruse of it? Of course, of course. Wonderful, wonderful. Lifts it up. You can have it for 200 and this circlet. If that would do for you. It's already no, lower I than what you offered before. I believe, it's, I believe it's worth more. I believe you may have Googled that. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you didn't, because just as, as the magician that I am, and I am looking with my blue eye into all the different realms and realities out there, this isn't priced as it would be in, let's say, the Fey realms, whatever the hell that is. 600 gold. And the circlet? No. No, then, no, 700 gold. Oh, the circlet in 200 gold. It's a valued. It's a valid price. It's not. It's. It's not right. 
Who's the wizard? Oh, wait, I'll take both out wizards. the grey bag of tricks. Okay, that is an odd bag. But yes, go on, go on, go on. The light, the eyes start to spinning, uh, spin around rapidly now. And how, how much? Mu Sorry, go ahead. No, how much for both the crystals? If I trade you this. Hmm. What is it? It looks like it is just a bag. It's not no ordinary bag. Not no ordinary it, inside bag. Inside the bag will be a fuzzy object. How many so negatives once you throw is that? It will transform into a certain creature. There are eight possible creatures. Hmm. All that will do your bidding once they emerge. Okay, how much did you say again? I didn't say anything. No, I meant price as well as the bag of tricks. I can't just take the bag for two new mind crystals, that's crazy. Um, I believe you said 200? 200 and... Eh. Yeah, that was for the second one. Blasting. I can't help it. Whenever I hear the word blasting, it's Dana DeVito in my head. I, I apologise profusely. Yeah, that was for the for the circlet of yours. Uh, Two fifty for the bag, well, for it with the bag of tricks. Wizard to wizard, we're just haggling now. This is chumps oh, change, is it not? Doesn't seem to work, does it? Mel, what is your counter offer if not two fifty? Two hundred. Two forty-five. Two ten. See, now we're getting into it. We meet in the middle, eventually. So, 240. That's not the middle. No, no, we're, we're making our way there. For a gnome, you're not very good at bartering, are you? <laughs> I'll give you 700 for both crystals. Okay, fine, fine, fair enough. 700 I'll, gold I'll for have both crystals. How much gold do you have left? Not 700 anymore. Hmm... Suspicious DMIs. I have enough money to pay for it. Fair. Um, I don't have a great deal left. Okay, that's all that matters, as long as you have enough. So you now have a blue new mine crystal and a black new mine crystal in your inventory. Ah, wonderful, thank you. Are you sure you don't want to part with that bag of holding? I can give you... Bag of holding? Oh, no. Oh, uh, not bag you, of holding. Sorry, you have a bag, bag of holding? I would be very interested in a bag <laughs> of holding. I wish. No, do you know how rare they are? be stupid to give someone a bag of holding. I've seen one before. I've read about them oh. in books, but I've never seen one. Dangerous items there. You know, if you overstuff them, eventually they'll split and everything will come gushing out. All get yes. lost into the nether realms. <laughs> do, you, do, you think I could, do you think I could possibly pick one up from the from the dark area? Not for myself. Maybe in, um, what's it called? What's it called? It starts hitting my desk. One of the other areas, there's there's more than just here. This is kind of like the outer shop area. Yes. Uh, there's some back out. Ironically, considering that this is all leans in clandestine. There's more clandestine areas around here. It just depends on the amount of trust people have around you. Yes, and how would one access the further areas of this? Uh, you'd probably talk to Arja. It is trust, mm. somehow. Uh, for some reason, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, thank you for your business, fellow uh, wizard. I will. Thank um, you, fellow wizard. I will be on Tips my way. Um, yes, goodbye. 
Goodbye. As you walk out, as, as you hear the door starting to shut, you hear, I'm sure there was someone here a second ago. I have gold. Hurrah. So the door shuts. At this, let us go back to Ezidor and Gregor. So, Gregor and Ezidor, where are you yes. heading to? We are going to go to the barracks and try and suss out where Genesis is. Okay, as you do that and you head out into the commercial area, the door creaks open with a loud, and you can just about see, um, you know, like there's quite a few crowds around, even though it's quite early on. Um, there's still Ooh, uh, enough. I was going to say, can I head to the uh, to the commercial area first? As I was saying, as you open the door into the commercial <laughs> area. No. Oh, sorry, not the commercial area. Sorry. Um, financial district. Yes, you can. As you turn left <laughs> towards the financial district, as you enter into the commercial area. Sorry. Roll Sorry, both, <laughs> both of you roll me a deck save, please. You're gonna have to add a conventional area in it next time. <laughs> Fucking hell. Sorry, was it a deck save? Mm hmm. Seven. Fourteen. As you both exit the door and turn left to head up towards the financial area, you are both met with a large, fast, surprisingly fast moving turtle who bumps into you. Gregor, you kind of like fall flat on your ass, and Isidore, you take a step back after being hit by this turtle. Oh, oh, I'm awfully sorry, dear fellows. I did not see you. I'm in quite the rush. Oh, it's quite. Oh, Nezzy? Nezzy do? Nezzy old? Uh, Gregor, just the person. Well, potentially the person I was looking for. Ah, uh, yes, yes, nice. What's, what's your rush? I, well, I, do, I don't suppose you've seen Vesh anywhere, have you? You don't remember Vesh? Vesh, Vesh. My apprentice, small, looks a little like a squirrel. Oh, I believe yes. she may have electrocuted you once. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. Oh, wait, she gone missing? <laughs> yes, yes, I... <coughs> Are you quite all right, my boy? Yeah, just got a little... Something in my throat. A little <laughs> tickled, maybe. Yes, um... I lost track of her yesterday whilst we were carrying out our duties during the festival. Where was the last time you saw her? Well, I saw her out and about during the day. I would say the last time I saw her was probably late morning before we split up to do our separate tasks. You see, you may have, may or may not have noticed yesterday, but quite a lot of the people around were able to do magic as part of their acts. So what me and Vesh were doing was allowing that magic to take place using our skills as crystal keepers and also making sure the magic was safe to use. We took right. different areas, you see. Are you we saying were... that she's gone missing like as in kidnapped? I, I pray that she has not, but I fear that she may have. You see, we were meant to watch the fireworks display from the top of the Crystal Tower together. As teacher and student, it is quite an amazing sight at the top of that tower. And yet she never appeared. I thought maybe she has 
found someone or some people similar to her own age that she wished to hang out with instead. However, she never returned overnight, and this morning I have seen never a whiff of her. Hmm, very strange. Um, just give me a sec. Yes, of course. Uh, I just turned to um, Ezadar. We might be onto something here. What? <laughs> Basically, these two are the guards of that uh, big crystal up there. Do you know the tower? Have you seen it? Uh, yes, I've seen it. <laughs> he says, looking at this towering <laughs> tower with a bright pink glow emanating. I tell you, between you and dicks, <laughs> you seem to be thinking, uh, uh, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, you see it. That's good, that's good. Um, that crystal up there is what stops us from using magic. Yes. Well, doesn't that sound like something that uh, the cult of Merkel might be interested in? A crystal that would stop magic? It could be. You might be right. Although, I believe, aren't they after using magic for evil exactly. works, or like raising the dead? Exactly, but magic doesn't work here because of the that mind crystal up there. But if something happened to it, the best way of probably getting into the actual tower is by kidnapping someone who works at the tower. Interesting. Do you think Miracle, uh, the leader and whatnot, have kidnapped this little boy? Child? Girl. Not a, it's not a boy. Girl. Has kidnapped this girl to destroy the new mine? That's my theory. That's quite a leap, my friend. Well, I'm feeling very... Yeah, I'm feeling very sure of myself today. Well, I mean, looks like it's a friend in need. If you wish to assist, I will assist with you. Of course, of course. I think it's the right thing to do. Uh, Nezu, uh, Nezi? We'll yes. Happily help you uh, look for your apprentice. Kind of, his two flipper hands kind of like grab yours. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Greg. I knew that I could count on you for this. Right. I don't know what I would do if I lost another student. Yes. yes. Uh, by the way, what's her name again? Vesh Crystal Huter. Vesh Crystal Huter. Crystal spelt K R. I S T A double L H U with an umlaut, although you can just put it as a U. Yep. T E R. And her first name is V E S H. Vesh. Vesh Crystal. Huter. Huter. Right. I wait. Where's the best place to start? We need to find out where you, exactly you left her. I will answer you once I have finished pouring my beer. Or where she was going. Or where she was going as well. Well done, Ezra. Well done. <laughs> that is... That is... A fa- uh, blah, blah, blah. Let me try that again. That is, they are fine points, of course, my boys. Um, I could tell you what her schedule was. This okay. might be able to help you. So the last I saw her was in the morning, as I say, shortly before 10 a.m. 
she was due to go to the financial area. The uh, financial area in the morning was due to hold various stalls that told of the history of Salt Harbor, which utilized little bits of magic. She was to be present there to allow these to happen. Then after that, shortly between 12 o'clock, so between 10 and 12, she was to go to the slums. The slums held unofficial fights that are, um, well, they are looked down upon by most people, including myself and Vesh. However, they were going to continue nonetheless, so it would make sense for one of us to be there to help heal any combatants that was too injured. So she was due to be there. In the midday, during the uh, giant performance, I do not know if you saw it or not, a giant dance number in the commercial areas in, in the square there, detailing the battle between the Sahorgan and the town guards. She was to be present there to ensure that the magic used during that act worked correctly. Then, in the early afternoon, so before 3 p.m., she was to be in the town outer area, ensuring that the circus performance, detailing an exaggerated telling of the hero of Salt Harbor, the pyrotechnics there were to work correctly. Then, in the late afternoon, during the mass meal, she was to be helping set up the fireworks display. Vesh has always had an affinity for pyrotechnics, you see. And then finally, before the fireworks actually happened, well, she had some free time then. I believe she told me she's going to, um, she's going to check out someone called Sailor Twift, I believe it was. Someone who was quite down with the kids. And well, then after all of that, she was to see me, but that never happened. I believe. Wouldn't this mean that uh, it went missing at Taylor Swift? Uh, I was going to say, do I, um, do you know when I did, when uh, me and Dix did our dance-off mm-hmm. in the festival, do I remember any type of magic that was happening in the background? Okay, so to answer one at a time, Ezador, that doesn't necessarily mean that she went missing during t- Sailor Twift. That's just one of the times that she had free. Well, no, yeah. Well, I could go into it out of meta when mm. I've come to my conclusion. I'm just saying, she could have technically gone missing during any of those periods. Sailor Twift would make sense as that was free time, but she may have gone missing before then or after then. But... Are you saying that where, wherever she went, that would mean that those things worked? So, like, pyrotechnics and all that worked? Only if they worked. If they worked. Well, we know mm. that the pyrotechnics worked, because we saw them. I cannot start answering this out of meta, because this is stuff that you need to we have investigate. To yeah. you, need, yeah. you, need to, you need to do some detective work, guys. Yeah, I want to remember if there was any magic that happened at the at our ensign, um, 
what is it called? Dur- like the during play. the yes, uh, roll me. Roll me a wisdom check. Slightly annoyed there's no actual checks just for memory. You've got history, but that's nothing to do with memory. Um, Sorry, what was it again? Uh, Wisdom? Wisdom. No, just a wisdom check. Well, is that because, like, if you remember it in real life, then you remember it in the story? What do you mean, sorry? 19. Like, it wouldn't be a check. Like, if if Joe, if Joe doesn't remember it in real life, then his character doesn't remember it. So I never actually detailed when they were doing the performance what other stuff was going on around them. I mainly focused on what they were doing. However, as his character with a 19... You remember that some of the confetti and stuff that went up into the air, they kind of changed into butterflies and flew away. Well, from what I remember from the play uh, that uh, I was a bit involved in, uh, (laughs) that, uh, yeah, that the ribbons turned into butterflies. So she must have been there at that time. And do I remember the fireworks now? That was going off, and we was um, kind of interrogating um, Carillion. Uh, it would be a bit difficult for you guys not to remember the fireworks. Oh god! There were definitely fireworks, but whether or not that means that Vesh was there or not is something to investigate. There might have been more than one person setting up the fireworks. It would make sense that she was helping, not setting them, because there was yeah. there was hundreds of those fuckers. Nezzy, um, who who else helped uh, helped uh, set up the fireworks? I'm not quite sure myself, to be quite honest with you. I had nothing to do with the fireworks. They are technology, not magic, not to do with the uh, not to do with the crystal either. Um, I'm not actually sure, to be quite honest. I do, I can tell you, though, that she was, um, being escorted by numerous guards throughout the day, between various areas. If I had to guess, though, I would say that the, uh, pyrotechnics was probably done by one of the lads down at the docks. So if you ask around there, you might be able to find one of them. Right. We're gonna head to the docks. You keep looking around here and see if you can find her. You never know. Maybe ask some people if they have seen her. I've been doing that all day, my boy, but no worries. I shall continue doing that. Fantastic. All right, we're going <laughs> to head to the docks. Hi, everyone. Tom here. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who has watched and listened to this one. The group have finally got some answers, but, of course... There are now many more questions that need answering. The Reaper, the Maelstrom, and the Thief is a homebrew Dungeons and Dragons campaign by Rollcast. This episode is featured JB as Deeks, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Ezador Calderos, and Tom Crabb as the DM. Intro, midpoint, and outro music were, as always, provided by JB. Editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb. 
As always, a big thank you to the artists that have provided the songs that we've used for this session. Their generosity in allowing smaller creators like ourselves to use their music and ambiences is an absolute boon, and it really does allow us to inject some character and personality into these sessions. If you like what you've heard in terms of music this session, I highly recommend checking out this episode's description for links to all the tracks used, but of course, special thanks has to go to Adrian Von Ziegler, Alexander Nakarada, Avery Alexander, Kevin McLeod, Michael Gelfi Studios, Survival Spheres, The Ambience Channel, and The Seventh Midnight. Rollcast is on Facebook, X, and YouTube. You can find us on them using the handle at castthatroll. So if you've watched this on YouTube and you like what we do, why not like the video and drop us a sub? It really does help with the algorithms. We've also got all of our previous episodes up in our Season 1 playlist, so again, why not go through them, catch up, and give those a like as well. Our social media profiles have information about upcoming episodes, clips from the latest episode, and us just really interacting with the larger D&D and podcasting communities, so look for us out there. Again, you can find us on Facebook, X, and YouTube, all on the handle, at castthatroll. Don't want to watch but still want to listen? We've got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcasting platforms. Or, alternatively, add our RSS feed so you never miss an episode. If you have listened to this episode using your favourite podcasting app, why not drop us a review? It really does help, and it also allows us to know what to improve upon for future episodes. Thank you again to everyone who has watched or listened to this one. It definitely gave the trio some answers and some things to think upon. And now they've got another pressing issue that desperately needs resolving quickly, with Vesh's disappearance. Is it related to the cult's other activities? Well, the best way to find out is to tune in for our next episode, which releases on the 13th of December. Until then though, keep safe and we'll see you next time at the table. I also need to change soundtrack because uh, this is not very conducive to uh, you being told about a conspiracy and shit like that. What would work? Just like, oh, they're killing everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gonna murder kill. children. Oh, yeah. Kill those kids. Kill those kids. <laughs> Killed your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Left her uh, in the gutter. <laughs> <laughs>